Hey, what's going on, motivators? Dr. Drill's Making Motivation Podcast. Listen, we're going to talk about healthcare a little bit in this episode. I have to uh, come clean, and I've done this before. There are times when uh, we're just we're shooting the shit. Maybe I'll be making you laugh or try to tell you a story that that makes you think or makes you uh, friggin' riled up, motivated. It's all talking about making motivation. But I'm a person. I have various interests, situations in my life, and um, challenges that I will encounter. And so I'm gonna. It's my damn podcast. So I'm gonna do whatever the hell I want on it. We're gonna talk about healthcare a little bit. Uh, start by saying that if I was the president of the United States or a decision maker on a high level, I would want our nation to be given the best possible possible opportunities in terms of public health and care rendered when it is needed. This is a very complex issue, and we've got a very diverse population that we need to provide services for. Shit. You know, it's kind of like a, uh, it's ironic, but as a, an individual in the business of healthcare, a sole proprietor, I, you know, it's doing the work in the trenches. I have a bit of a problem with for-profit healthcare because it's not entirely effective. You can talk about this. I mean, there are various, uh, it's all over the, the web, if you will comparing us, our for-profit health care, to uh, various other countries that do things differently. It's not just so easy as Medicare for all, but there are ways that we can improve uh, the way that we give care, the way that we take care of our population, so that we can be at the apex of health, so that our public health is at the highest possible levels. Education is freaking widespread. And the care that we receive is top-notch and um, for the right reasons. I mean, we have various disparities in this way um, that we can think about. We got the opioid epidemic, right? Once upon a time, doctors would, this is their solution, painkillers. We're going to give everybody pills, procedures, or office visits. This is how we care. We still do this to a very large degree. You know, so we got our entire segments of the population. Uh, we've got an epidemic here, man. We've got people fucking dying from pain pills, from opioids, etc. And so that's not good. And we've got unnecessary surgeries, and surgeries and, and interventions are costly. And we've got an elderly population that we don't necessarily know how to adequately care for. Although, if we can't do it in the United States in any regard, I really wonder what some of these other countries are dealing with. You hear about the, the Nordic countries and, and the European countries, etc., that they've got uh, socialized medicine, and other people will say that that's great. Some others will say that it sucks, and, you know, who the fuck knows what, where the truth lies? It's probably in the middle somewhere. But I'm telling you that as a doctor of chiropractic, as somebody who's inside healthcare and who's experienced and, and consumed healthcare himself I think we got room for improvement case in point for me right now I've been trying for 15 fucking years to get in network you know with various levels of um, sincerity I've been trying to get in network with this or that insurance company 
maybe we're talking about Keystone, uh, or maybe we're talking about Blue Cross Blue Shield or Aetna or United Healthcare. Should I go in network? In network means I have a contract that I've signed with them, meaning uh, that states that I will provide this level of service and they will reimburse me for when their patients come in that have that that insurance, right? So, sure. So I'm in network with a handful of the major insurers in my area. I'd be a fool not to. I can get reimbursed very well for the care that I provide with some insurers. With other insurance companies, I can be reimbursed very little. Okay? Like Medicare, for instance, reimburses less than $40 a visit. My cash visit is 45 Okay, I'm gonna, we've got a lot of old folks. I would like to take care of them. I'll take $40 a visit or less. I have a patient with a, a PPO, which means like basically open access. You can go wherever you want as a patient. I can get paid over $100 a visit, and that's a good payday for me. You know, so if I see however many visits, I can get paid very, very well. But that's three times or more than three times the amount that I could get paid for the same type of health care that I deliver. I don't say, okay, well, you're not going to get this and that service. Everybody gets the same. Everybody gets my best. The full complement of services that I provide, right? But there's a huge disparity in what the insurances are going to reimburse. Now, I'm a specialty provider a doctor of chiropractic, whereas if you were a medical doctor or a general practitioner or whatever, OBGYN, obviously you're going to get paid differently depending upon the service that you apply. So there is a, there is a company, an insurance company called, um, we'll call it Medicaid. So this is um, what my friend, the family doctor call it today. Medical assistance. This is Medicaid medical assistance. This is poor people insurance, essentially is what it is. I have had countless people over the years call my office and say, hey, do you take Keystone first? And if I don't take it, in other words, if I'm not in network with it, I can't get reimbursed for their adjustment and they can't afford my cash rate. They can't afford it. So, bottom line is there are shitloads of patients out there, the neediest of the needy in America, who are looking for drug-free pain relief, non-invasive techniques to treat their back pain. Back pain is rampant, right? You can hear the pitter-patter of the rain. So, um... Spinal pain is rampant, and non-invasive procedures, non-drug, non-surgical interventions, you know, you basically got chiropractic and physical therapy and occupational therapy, and these people, they, there's a limited number of providers that are able to be in, in network, in other words, to provide them services and get paid for it. I've been vying for this. You know, I hope I hope that it pays off literally and figuratively. 
I talked to my uh, a friend today who's a family doctor. And I said, hey, man, what do you know about Medicaid? He goes, well, we don't take it. It's medical assistance. We don't take it. I said, okay. Well, what, what is that a function of? Why don't you take Medicaid? After all, these people need your help more than anybody else. They really do, right? They need your fucking help. And this guy is a great doctor. And maybe his practice is full. Maybe he can't physically see anymore. Whatever, but... It was his choice not to take medical assistance. And, you know, some prying, some more conversation, he said, well, you know, a lot lot of times it means people looking for drugs. They want pain meds. These are people who may or may not have a job, and it's not a high-paying job, and they're fucking depressed, and they're miserable, and they might have a, you know, a bunch of kids... And they're on welfare. They're, they're consuming uh, government services. And probably wish that they were not. And I'm sure that there's a segment of the population that is looking for drugs. Is looking for, you know, to flash their insurance card and, and go, you know, get any sort of care that they can get. Why? Because they're desperate. And this is like, it's almost like a class thing. You know? Like, I got a soft spot for people. I'm trying to help people. I don't want to help people that just have the best insurance, right? I mean, I, I like when those people come in. I get, I love to see those checks that are in hundreds or thousands of dollars. Seldom are they in the thousands of dollars, but, you know what I mean? I like to see those checks come in. I like when the big checks come in. My family likes that. So we can keep the lights on in our house and go buy, you know, a nice meal out, out to dinner or, you know, get put gas in the car, go on a vacation. I mean, I like that quality of life too. So I'm not looking to have, you know, just pull my pockets inside out to help other people. But you, you do want to help people. And here is a doctor who's a family doctor who's basically saying, well, I don't take that type of insurance because the people are, you know, a lot, it's a lot of people who are on drug, they want prescription painkillers. Or maybe they're out there in, in the lobby and they smell, or, or they smell like drugs, or they're suspicious-looking characters, and it brings this element into your practice. And I didn't want that. And I understand that. Like, we, you know, we do have a say who we treat and, and you know, what insurances we accept. But on some level, I almost think it should be illegal. Because we're dealing with people's health. We're dealing with human beings. And they might be uh, human beings that have less, but that doesn't mean that they should, um, their health should suffer. I mean, I'd like to see, you know, some professional athlete in my office waiting room on my table, somebody who, uh, you know, could pay fucking thousands of dollars out of pocket. I'm philosophically 
cool with seeing that individual, Carson Wentz, let's say, and giving him my best adjustment, and then the next person that comes in might be a fucking bag lady. I mean, I, I'm not going to treat that person any any less than I would Carson Wentz. And, that, you know, you ask anybody. That's who I am. That's who I try to be. That's the type of um, kids, family, values that I'm trying to fly the flag for. And I... I'm, I just succeeded in getting in network with this provider, with this Medicaid. Not everybody can take it. You've got to jump through a bunch of hoops and fill out paperwork and agree to various terms. And I'll be honest with you, I did not even... Um, I did not even read the fine print. So I'm a fucking dumbass. But I'm sure that there's going to be a degree of care that's going to be covered, a number of visits or whatever, certain codes, and then everything else they're not going to cover. So they'll give them some benefits, and that's what they're entitled to with this, with this uh, poor people insurance. And I'll, I'll accept that. If this is what you got, you can get care, and this is the limit on the care, just like all insurances have. We have to establish the limit somewhere. I appreciate that. And when their coverage is through and they can't get any more, well, maybe um, they're going to have to pay cash or they're going to... I don't know. Uh, It's reasonable to me that there would be a limit. You hear that fucking church bell? Sounds like shit. Um, So... I've succeeded in getting in network with Medicaid. I've got a shitload of patients coming in. I think I had almost 10 patients this week that came in. And I haven't received a cent yet. I believe that we will get paid. I'm curious as to how much. And again, what the stipulations on the uh, amount of care can be provided. I have to say that you can tell, you can tell when one of these folks are in the office. There, you can tell when somebody who's, you know, not wearing, you know, flashy clothes, or it's clear that they are, I don't know, tired and in pain and maybe a little bit loopy or whatever they're fucking doing. I don't know. I, don't, I haven't seen anybody that I suspected was on drugs. But, I mean, you can't stereotype people that are on medical assistance as all being drug addicts. Now, they are probably um, disproportionately inclined to those sort of behaviors, risky behaviors, desperate behaviors. Uh, but they're not fucking zombies. They're not less than human. And I'm not going to treat them any with any less care than I would than somebody else. A premium insurance person. It's just, it's kind of fucked up, man. There's always been things, as I said, you know, you, you, I read, it, read an article about how the 
orthopedic lobby here, the prosthetic lobby, they've negotiated this premium price for, let's say, a titanium hip implant. Let's say it's $20,000 is what the insurance, they've negotiated with the insurance companies. Whereas in Belgium, for instance, they fucking said, fuck you. If you want to, you know, sell your product here, we'll give you 10 grand. This is what we're going to pay you and that's it. And so that's what it is. That's why people will go to another country like Belgium, for instance, and uh, do travel medicine. Go and get, you know, if they have to pay out of pocket, they'll go to Belgium and get it done. Just as good care, quality care, same implant, they'll get it put in there. So there's a dollar sign on everything. I understand that money's, you know, it's a type of currency uh, that, that, that we all speak that language of money, but it's crazy when you think about it. it's the year 2019, 2020, and there's this sort of shit that happens, especially in the United States. Other places in the world, they must be just fucked, you know? So it's very interesting. I got to see how it shakes out. Um, I'm philosophically fucking ready to help and excited to a degree to help these people because somebody else might say, oh, I don't, I don't want that. I don't want to take that. I'm intrigued as to how many people they're actually going to try to find their way to my office and, you know, if history repeats itself, they'll spread the word like every other patient and then I'm going to get a bunch of people coming in with this insurance and I hope that I don't have to come back to them and say, hey, you know what? I can't afford to take care of you because they're not paying me. If they are, then the system is really fucking, has really failed. Because here's, you know, I'm tooting my own horn, but it's, I'm just being fucking real. Got to keep it real. I will be the one to help these people. Don't make me regret it. Don't treat them with less than the respect that they deserve. And don't treat the provider who's going to take care of them as, you know, don't, don't make me pay. Regret taking care of these people because they're not going to reimburse. That's fucked up. And this is why doctors, you know, would say, hey, I'm not going to, don't make me naive. This is why doctors would say, hey, uh, I'm going to opt out. No thanks, but no thanks. I don't want to have to do that. And it disgusts me that a doctor would have to choose. So we'll see how this experiment goes. Wish me luck.